Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So lucky to have you on board, and we're so lucky to have a special guest here. Let me tell you, folks, if you follow Barstool Sports and you're a Mets fan, a New York sports fan, or just like his singing abilities, whatever it is, you know him. He's Frank the Tank. That's right. Frank Fleming joins us here in the Lights Camera Sports Podcast. I want to profile him, learn about his life story, and kind of see how he got where he is right now. So without further ado, let's welcome Frank onto the podcast. Frank, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, how's it going in these Awful, terrible, horrendous, atrocious days. <laughs> Frank, tell us how you really feel. What, what, let me ask you a question. Is 2020 the worst year of your life I mean, thus far? Going to be, uh, yeah, yeah, I will never, never, ever be the New Year's Day, New Year's Day, Polar Bear Plunge. Because this year has been totally fucked. I have my 2020 goggles, the glasses. Yeah. I am going to smash <laughs> I'm going to smash one of these days. <laughs> no, I, Frank, I know. It, it, it truly is the motherfucking year from hell. <laughs> no, I know. Frank, I'm with you, man. Once they canceled March Madness in March, Masters went from there. You know, it's just every the pro. It's oh, been the protest. It's been tough. Happy they moved to Masters. What's that? I'm kind of happy they moved to Masters. Why? Because the fall? You want to see Augusta in the fall? Birthday weekend! Oh, okay. All right. The, uh, the Masters, the uh, second round would be taking place on my birthday this year. Good for you. And I think that's kind of cool. Good for you. Good for you. That's awesome. Well, hey, Frank, all right. Let's, let's, if I like to profile all my guests. I want to take it back with you. First of all, sportsencyclopedia.com is your you, that's your baby that's your website we'll talk about that in the future but i want to go back even further frank i know you grew up in bloomfield new jersey was sports always your number one passion did you have other interests did you play any sports just give us a light what was the a frank the light frank the take childhood like well my childhood sucked really yeah why what happened well i was always bullied Oh, geez. Okay. So was sports kind of your outlet to do your do your own thing? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So and then you went through to Bloomfield High School. Did you did you follow sports at all in high school? Were you, were you always a big Mets yeah, fan? Yeah, I, I followed sports since I was. I, I followed uh, I followed baseball loosely early in my life. I followed football fairly loosely. I knew about the Super Bowls. I'd say the year I really, really started getting seriously involved in sports probably when I was about nine years old. Okay. Okay. What what what, what was the first event you remember? What was the big event for that year? Um, 
Dolphins lost Super Bowl uh, 19 that year. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, the early 80s. Um, yeah, 80, 84. So that's... 84-85. So that's interesting. Why, you're a Mets fan? You're a Devils fan? Why are you a Dolphins fan? You would think you'd be a New York football fan. Why are you a Miami football fan? Well, in my early days, I was, uh, I actually liked Dolphins because I like Dolphins. <laughs> the, the, the animals themselves? <laughs> yes. My yeah, one of my favorite shows when I was like a, a baby was uh, Flipper. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So the Dolphins went to Super Bowl seventeen, beat the Jets in the Mud Bowl. So I was a Dolphin fan then. Then Dan Marino came along, and I stayed a Dolphin fan. Did you ever think about being a Jets or Giants fan growing up in New Jersey, or was that always not your thing? You stay with the Dolphins. I hated the Giants helmet. The blue? I hated the Jets helmet. Okay. They just had plain text letters across the helmet. You know, funny thing is, if the Giants had that NY that they have now, I might have become a Giants fan. Gotcha. Yeah, so you didn't like the Giants spelled across the helmets. The, 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 the cursive kind of... I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Too plain. Gotcha. All right, so you went to Bloomfield High School, class 93, and then you went to Montclair State. Just take us back to that time. What was that like for you? Any good memories of Montclair uh, State? I actually went to the community college in between. Yep. Okay. And how, how was that part of your life? Yeah, community college. I, I, I took all my uh, GER requirements, like, in the community college. So it was actually, I, I actually recommend a lot of people do that if you... If you can't get uh, that, that's, that's actually the best way to go, if you ask me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, now. Like, stupid uh, math, uh, two, uh, 100 math, 200, uh, English lit. I took history classes at the uh, at the Exeter County College. Uh, great professor. And uh, the, the, he, uh, he wasn't one of those, like, like, leftists that like want to hate America. Here's Howard Zinn. You need to Howard Zinn needs to be your lord. He like he's Moses. He brought the books down. <laughs> yep. Late professor uh, Lafredo. Gotcha. And that was at the community college? That was the community college, yes. Now, now the community college don't really have many sports teams. You know, when I was at college, I went to BC. I, they're, they're my sports school. So, what's your college sports teams? Who, who do you follow? Who did you follow back then? Were you a Seton Hall guy, uh, Rutgers? State Division three school. So, what I do is I follow in basketball. I follow uh, Seton Hall. Okay. Okay. And in my football, I'm a Notre Dame fan. Okay, so you're one of those guys, the Subway alums. With BC perspective, we're not we know we're not a huge fan of you, Notre Dame. I'd imagine not. <laughs> um, okay, so after school, I know you did some internships. You did some substitute teaching. Uh, just talk about how you got involved then with sports encyclopedia as well. Talk about that uh, that transition after school for you. Internships, I, I, I actually interned at, uh, on a talk show. Okay, what show? Forgive or forget. Okay. I bet you forget it. <laughs> Dad, I forgive you. <laughs> How many times have you used that joke? And that internship ended prematurely. What happened, Frank? 
I showed up for work on Monday. They said, I can't come in. Everyone, the production shutting down. Okay. Even uh, I see security escorting Mother Love out the building and she's screaming at, her, at the producers. They actually fired Mother Love. Wow. Wow. So that was a quick experience for you. Yeah, it was like a, a two-month internship. They, uh, and uh, it ended when they, uh, when they fired Mother Love. <laughs> so how did you then now take us back now? How did you get into Sports Encyclopedia then from there? What did you take well, us through uh, that timeline? Yeah, I, I, I got a broadcast degree. Yep. So uh, I don't know anybody in the broadcast field at the time. So, of course, I couldn't find a job. Because that's the key. You got to you got to know who you, you got to know somebody apparently. So uh, while I was looking for work, I just started to keep myself busy. Started the sports encyclopedia. And just give us for people who don't know it. I'm on the site right now looking at it. You got Rob Manford. You got a bunch of stats. Just give us a quick outline uh, outline of what the website is. It's a team by it's a team by team history of all uh, teams that are in uh, baseball, football, hockey, basketball, the MLS. Uh, I also have besides the NBA, I have the ABA history, I have the WHA history, I have the NBA teams from the early days of the NBA that nobody remembers, yeah, like the Toronto Huskies, the Providence Steamrollers. Wow. Uh, I have uh, the Forgotten NFL, which are dozens of teams from the early days of the NFL, including the North Tornadoes, the Staten uh, uh, Island Stapletons, the uh, Rock Island, I forgot what their last name is, what their team name was, uh, Canton uh, Bulldogs, um, the Akron Pros, which a lot of people don't realize this. The Akron Pros... Uh, were coached by uh, a black man named Fitz, Fitz Pollard. Okay, what year was that? Uh, 1920. Wow. You see, you see, the NFL, when it was first founded, allowed black players. Gotcha. In 1933, they decided to kick them all out. Gotcha, yeah. And, uh, but uh, there was one team that had like, like, uh, like about five or six African Americans on their team. So a lot of people, this is like a buried factoid about the NFL, and, and we're talking about players like Paul Roberson and uh, Fitz Pollard that played in, the, in those early days. Wow. That's, that, that's Duke yeah. That's... Duke Slater, that was another one that was a significant player in the uh, 20s. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. And what drew my attention to your website originally, I'm a big Hartford Whalers fan, so you mentioned the WHA. I, I was really impressed by your knowledge of that time period uh, with the NHL. I, don't, I feel like a lot of people, as we progress in time now, have forgotten about that those four teams that kind of joined the NHL in 1979. Yeah, because uh, the, the ABA, kind of uh, when, when the ABA teams merged with the NBA, 
the ADA, uh, the NBA kind of said, okay, embrace your path. You're allowed to bring all your players with you. Yeah. When the WHA merged into the NHL, they were regarded as expansion teams. They're told to not mention their, their WHA days, even though the Hartford Whalers are not called the Whalers because of whales, and not called the Whalers because of uh, whaling out there in New England out there. They're called the Whalers because they were the WHA first. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. They kept the name. And, uh, and, they, and every team is only allowed to keep four players. Uh, teams like the uh, Oilers, of course, kept Wayne Gretzky. The Whalers kept uh, Gordie Howe. Yep, yep. And of course, Gordie Howe is 50 years old, and probably not a good idea to keep Gordie Howe. <laughs> Actually, I think they kept Gordie Howe and his son. They did, Mark, yep. More of a, more of a, although Mark Howe is good. Mark Howe is a good player. I think if Frank, too, was marketing as well. They needed some names, you know, to, when they yeah. began the franchise. Yeah. For... Well, the Whalers had some misfortune. It, 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 talk, explain more. What do you mean by that? Well, they won the first WHA championship. Yep. And then they got kicked out of the Boston Garden. Yeah, Jeremy Jacobs, the Bruins, were the big dog. Then they got, uh, then they had, then they got pushed out off. Is there the New England Whalers in the WHA? Yep. Then they got pushed off to Springfield. They uh, they bounced around a couple of other cities, and then they ended up in Hartford. And then they have a snowstorm, and the roof at the uh, co- at the um, Hartford Se- Coliseum collapsed one day. Yep, nineteen seventy eight, February nineteen seventy eight. Yep, yep. They had a, so that's why they played in Springfield, though, Frank. But having the house enabled them to actually get in the NHL. But uh, when he got to the NHL, the uh, Jeremy Jacobs again was blocking it. And they had to uh, take the name Hartford Whalers. They couldn't be the New England Whalers in the NHL. Yeah, Boston was considered New England territory. But they had some good years. Ronnie Franchise, Ronnie Francis, the mid-'80s, Mike Lewitt. So they had some good teams there, but then they fell on hard times in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And, and, of course, the one thing about the Whalers I like is they have the only team song that sounds like a theme for a game show. <laughs> the Brass Bonanza? You're a fan of that? Yes. But, but you, can you deny it sounds like, a, like it should be like... Instead of a different heart from it should be... It's... Yes. Yes. The puck! Guess the puck! Mystery prizes behind the puck and you have to guess the puck! <laughs> no, you're yeah, yeah, you're right. They had a good logo too, Frank. Didn't they have a good logo? You have to admit that. Oh yeah, they, 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 that's a classic logo. Yeah, and a lot of people realize that it's got a hidden uh, H in there. I know, I know. It took. I think I was like 20 years old before I realized that. <laughs> but hey, I remember the day. I remember the day when I was. How old was I? I was 11. I was looking. I had a sticker, and it dawned on me that the Brewers' glove, which I always thought was silly, yeah, was an MB. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the old logo, of the Brewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Actually, you can't say that anymore because they brought it back. Brought it back. The uh, the MB the glove is now officially 
It's the primary logo, once again, of the Milwaukee Brewers. Wow. What's your favorite logo in all of sports, Frank? While we're talking... You can't fucking see it, but they brought the glove back this year. What's your favorite logo in sports, all of sports? What's your favorite logo? Frank the Tank. Maybe I'm being a little bit biased, but I'll say the Mets. Okay. All right. So just to wrap up Sports Encyclopedia, I'm interested, Frank. You know, you I think you update a barstool at midnight every day, right? Where do you find all these facts? Where where do you where do you research and write it up? How, how does it all come together? I got a calendar. It has daily sports facts. That's one source. Okay. And then I just tour tour through like different websites and find like an event that happened on this date, and then I. Study the event. I like read read the box score. Try to find an old newspaper column about the event. Like today's uh, event is uh, the 2000 NBA Finals. The Lakers winning. Gotcha. I just finished writing tomorrow's event, which is Ken Griffey Jr. hitting his 500 homer on Father's Day. Wow! Yeah, that was cool. So that okay, so you have numerous sources that you kind of use to put it together. What if it's like July tenth and nothing's happened? What do you do that day? <laughs> well, uh, July tenth is actually a big day in sports. <laughs> what day? Give me the what happened? All it's like All Star game, All Star break. There, there, there's been All Star games on July tenth. Let me let me. Uh, I think uh, another big event that happened on July tenth. Randy Chastain. If I'm not mistaken, that happened on uh, July 10th. 1999, okay, yeah. So so, so I guess there's always something. That's actually a good, that is actually a big, big day. <clears throat> what now, Frank, now I don't think people realize, and I did some research about you, you work at the court clerk's office as well. So how do you balance that with Sports Encyclopedia? And you've been there since 2004. I'm still a court clerk, yes. Yeah, so how do you balance everything with your day? How do you do that? I, well, I assume you're not going in now during the virus, but how, how do you, in the past? I'm come home, they're doing Zoom court sessions, which are a pain in the ass. But, yeah, I, I work at court. So do you go in every day, like Monday through Friday, like daily commute? Uh, when uh, things are normal, yes. <clears throat> okay, good. Wow. So you do sports at Psychopia and then after your work, basically. Yep. Sometimes maybe if I have time at lunch. Gotcha. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if the average Barstool fan knows that about you, Frank, that you have a regular 9-to-5 type job. Um, I do a little research on a couple of things, but yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> so I'm interested, Frank, then how did you become involved in Barstool? What's the whole history with your connection with Barstool Sports? It started with the, uh, the New Jersey Transit rant. That's right. For people who don't know, can you just recap that rant? Well, of course. That was the day, uh, it was opening day 2017. Uh, I was on the way to City Field, and a train in front of me uh, derailed. And then my train, after sitting in the tunnel for 45 minutes, went back to New Jersey. <laughs> you missed the game? Oh, uh, no, I, I I finally made the game, but it took me, uh, I left the house at 8 o'clock and didn't get to the game until, like, a quarter to two. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. And New Jersey Transit, every day there's something going wrong. They're just, they're just, just totally inept, incompetent. 
They really are the worst. They really are the worst. So that got you the attention. You ran, and then what did did Dave Portnoy reach out to you and say, "Hey, come on, Barstool." Uh, we did. I was on the uh, the show, the KFC show. Uh, gotcha. And then he said, "You want to work for us?" And I started writing for them. Awesome. So give us a behind the scene. What's it like to be a contributor at Barstool Sports? Is it <clears throat> is Dave Portnoy how he appears on screen, or is he a different Dave yeah, yeah, off the screen? It's, it's, it's pretty loose. It's, it's, it, there's not much. It, 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 they just pretty much let you do what you want to do, and it, it's really free flowing, free form. I mean, total freedom. Yeah, so it's a little more free than like the court work at the court, right? I assume a little bit different atmosphere. Oh, totally. totally. And people always ask me, and you would know: Is Dave Portnoy different off camera, or is he the same type of guy? Same type of guy. <laughs> Do you have a favorite character at Barstool that you like to work with? A favorite guy or girl that you like? Uh, they're all pretty good. Yeah, that's good. But then this new guy sucks. Who's the new guy? I'm not a big fan of the little Sasquatch. You can edit that out. Uh, I'm sorry, who? Little Sasquatch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, Frank, I heard that you did pretty well at the beer pong tournament, too, at Barstool. Well, I lost in the first round, but considering it's the first time I ever played beer pong, <laughs> I didn't play that poorly. <laughs> it wasn't like I was missing all the cups. The only problem was I was batting about 500. And then what is your favorite Barstool moment so far that you've been a part of, that Frank the Tank has been a part of? What's your favorite experience been thus far with Barstool? Starting the raw dogs or uh, going to uh, the Sunday uh, game this uh, this week when the Jets play the Dolphins. Yeah, that's right. And people don't know you review hot dogs, right? You talk about the raw dogs. Yep. And uh, watching the Dolphins beat the Jets as KFC was suffering. <laughs> what? The- <laughs> What Frank, going back to football or baseball, what is your your favorite sports moment? Um, first of all, with the Mets, I guess. Let's start with the Mets. What's your favorite sports moment with the Mets? Um, I'm memory 86, so. And, yeah, so you you have a clear memory of that, right? Yes. Yeah, that, that's tough to beat. What um, What is it like for you now with the Barstool name behind you? What's it like to go to a Mets game? Are you constantly mobbed by fans asking to get your autograph? Yeah, Can you it, watch the game? It's a lot of fun. It, it, it really gets me going. And it's one of the reasons I'm just so depressed. I, I really need that again. Yeah, you mentioned you're depressed. I, I follow you on Twitter. You know, and People don't know you're a big sports fan, so you're you're – you're down by the sports not being there. Is there anything else that's bothering you as well, too, or just mostly no sports in 2020? Just being alone, just being isolated, just not getting out, just not doing anything, just constant, just everything on the news is falling apart, this country's falling apart, everything fucking fucking, it's just everything. Just keep in mind, Frank, Jude, yo, that, you know, it, things will eventually turn around, you know, it's it, it, it has to. Uh, I just have a feeling it's only going to get worse. Yeah, it might. It might. But even by 2021 or 2022, it's eventually going to turn around. So you've got to keep, you got to kind of keep your head on the grindstone. Just keep plowing away. And uh, we're all in this together type thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if I 
I had sports, at least I'll have a distraction from the, the, the misery. What do you do? Last, last couple questions here, Frank. What do you do for fun when, when on normal circumstances, other than sports? What do you, what do you like to enjoy? What do you, what do you do during your free time? That's it. You're a big sports guy. That's all. And then maybe I'll go to about three or four movies a year. Gotcha. And if are you, I know you're a big food guy. Is hot dogs your favorite food, Frank? It's one of them. I would say my four favorite foods are Thanksgiving, pizza, hot dogs, uh, and uh, steak. Just barely beating out hamburgers. And then, okay, the other question, when people, I told people I was interviewing Frank, they wanted me to ask you, what is your favorite soda? And how much do you love soda? Before I drink. Really? I'll have a, maybe I'll have an iced tea here and there, a lemonade here and there. But, and I'm trying to mix in some waters. I'm trying to have uh, 64 ounces a day, so. Gotcha. But what what's your favorite soda? What if you had to have it? What what Diet Coke? Uh, Pepsi. Pepsi, gotcha. So you 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 I assume that you never lack energy with the Pepsi that the caffeine. Yep. <laughs> well, Frank, last question for me, and thank you again for joining us. Five years from now, what do you think you're doing with the sports encyclopedia? What's going on with Barstool with you? Kind of give the fans of yours a, a glimpse of what, what do you think it's going to be like maybe in five years. Hopefully, we're past the coronavirus, of course, too. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I just find now I'm very, very negative. Place, place too. Yeah, yeah. I just want life to be back to normal. So you're going day by day. I hear you, man. Well, Frank, any last comments you want to make to my fans and talk about Sports Encyclopedia and Barstool and just sports fans in general to kind of put a bow tie? We covered everything we can. I'm so, what'd you say? I think we covered everything. Awesome. Well, hey, Frank, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. It was great to profile you. I appreciate your honesty and Hey, keep your head up, man. It's going to turn around. These are just, this is like a rainy day. Eventually, the sun will come out. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's been raining like it's fucking Seattle. I know. This is a hurricane, Frank. But the blue skies will eventually emerge. I'm tired of people just, just shut it down. There's more to swear. We're all in this together. We're in the new normal. <laughs> Frank, before I let you go, too, I know you're a good singer, man. Can you give me any quick a song maybe a national anthem or something to just show your skills things are getting worse you're gonna be even worse tomorrow that's what it's like to live in 2020 every day things are getting horrible it's gonna be even worse tomorrow everything that's good is going away hey 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 Tear down the statues, mouse cultural revolution. It's time to our stores. Nothing else is left. Nothing else. Everything is gone. Everyone's got a sensitive. Their assholes are tighter than a Every day, things are getting worse. You're gonna be even worse tomorrow. Pretty 
Wow. Frank, that's impressive, man. Right off the... I didn't give you any warning, man. That's impressive. That's a great skill you have. And I don't have it written down. I just have it in my brain. Wow. Where did you learn how to sing? Natural. Yeah. That's, you, have a, you have a good skill there, Frank. I appreciate it. And right off the top, uh, ad-libbing it. That's, that's Frank the Tank, everybody. Frank Fleming, Barstool Sports, sportsencyclopedia.com. Frank, really appreciate the time, and it was fun to talk to you and uh, kind of learn your life story. All right, thanks. It was a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully we can do it again when we actually have public support. <laughs> well said, well said. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.